This is Face Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode 114, Danger Ahead. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And I friggin' love this song. I have always loved it. First time I got the album, I thought, this is a great friggin' song. I love it. The sound of it, you get the cute little laser thing going there. That's pretty cool. And the vocal arrangement with the backing vocals built up there, and it's got a nice big sound. It's got a cool string section there where all the other instruments, except for the Jeff and the strings, drop out. And it's got this weird effect on his voice. And it flips around backwards. And then it kicks back into the song. Beware there's danger ahead. The endless summer is dead. And there's a French horn on it. You don't really hear brass much on many ELO songs after El Dorado. So that was a nice little touch. So... It's a great friggin' song, and I have a rant that I will go into, but let's hear what Eric has to say first. It's a great friggin' song. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It just all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. It's like, okay, (laughs) what's this doing on this album? Why is there all of a sudden a Discover outtake (laughs) on Secret Messages? Mm Mm-hmm. Or discovery, I should say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I like it for all the same reasons you do. I mean, it started. I expected you to hate it, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Because as soon as it starts off and all of a sudden I'm hearing and some of the sounds and everything, I'm going, really? He's doing this. <laughs> I'm going, this is music I like. <laughs> He's making weird noises. Mm-hmm. And then the song goes in and it just keeps up the momentum the entire time. And all of a sudden those, that string break just comes in out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it works so perfectly. And the lyrics on this are great too. Yeah, they are. That's one thing is I've liked the lyrics on this album, even if I haven't liked a lot of the music that they're put to. No, I'd actually, I would have to agree. Absolutely. Yeah. But this comes completely together much better than Stranger, much much better than the title track. I I have no idea what they thought. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not the greatest ELO album, definitely not, but they could have really promoted this a whole lot better by choosing different songs to put out as a single. And that's my rant. Why wasn't this released as a single? This is always just super ticked me off that this was not released as a single. Even when I was 14, when I got this album a couple weeks after I first heard Rock and Roll is King on the radio, I listened to the album and I thought, that's a damn good song. I hope they release that as a single. Eh, no. The Four Little Diamonds instead. Uh, Followed by The Flaccid Stranger. And then 
after the album ran its course, as far as uh, the life of an album goes, where it starts off, it's the new album, and then as time goes on, it's their most recent album. Oh, and it was their last album, and now it's their back catalog. But you, I could probably get about six months, maybe a year, depending on how big the album is, for marketing it. And August, I'm thinking, this has got to be a single. they got to release this as a single. But they didn't. When Stranger came out, I was like, that? You put out that? You idiot should have put out Danger Ahead. That's a great freaking song. That's your hit right there. Nobody's going to play Stranger. And, and barely anybody did. I, I just... I, 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 I want to find... I, I, well, all right, I don't want to hunt down. I just want to know, who was the idiot in charge of releasing singles from this album? Did they just not really care about ELO anymore? You know, ELO had hit that that dangerous age of a band where you go into those that that phase where you've been around too long. And even if you're still making good stuff, the marketing people, the promotion people, they're going to be like, eh, it's the old band that we've still got on their label. They're still making stuff. So I don't know. Just it's out there. Do something with it. Let a few people know because... Honestly, they're they're old, man. We gotta get with the new. Look, we got this new band, Kaja Gugu, and they got the song Too Shy, and it's got a scrawny, effeminate guy with crazy hair. That's what the kids like today. So that's what we'll be pushing. Not to knock Kaja Gugu, I do like Too Shy, but I'm just saying. It's a good song, and too bad the band was murdered up there at that summer camp and their ghosts are playing <laughs> that song forever. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. if there's any American Horror Story fans out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, the, the record companies, they're already pushing the new stuff, and after 10 years, you're you are the old band, and unless you're a big superstar like the Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney, uh, when you get into your late 30s and hurtling towards your 40s, your old guys make an old music, and they don't push it as much. But I was 14. I'm the target age for 45s, for singles. Usually when you get into adulthood, you, you just buy the album. But when you're a kid, you don't really have the money to be throwing around an album, so you buy the singles. And I actually, actually, I love singles. I think they're cute. It's like they're tiny little albums with cute little picture sleeves. It's like Chew Bops, if anybody remembers Chew Bops. But I'm the target age. I'm 14. This is where you want to aim your single releases at, because we're the ones buying the singles and making the hits. Because I really didn't see a lot of 30 or 40 year olds buying Kaja Gugu or Culture Club back then, or Flock of Seagulls, with their crazy hair and their weird gender distorting issues and i love this song and it should have been released as a single this is how it should have went it should have went rock and roll is king bluebird and then danger ahead there are your three singles to release from it i don't know if you could have had a fourth single that would have been a hit i like secret messages but i think that one's more of an album rock format it would be played on that might be a little too proggy for the top 40 secret messages is an album cut yeah it should not have been a single four little diamonds is too much like Don't Bring Me Down. Mm -hmm. It's too obvious. And also it's an album cut. Stranger is a good song, but again, it's an album cut. I mean, maybe a few years later when adult contemporary radio really started being a thing, Mm -hmm. it could have been a hit there. But otherwise, it's not every ELO ballad is a single. (laughs) No. There's a lot of great ELO ballads that are strictly album cuts. Mm -hmm. You're completely right. Danger Ahead should have been the follow-up to Rock and Roll is King. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to get some hits to get more attention towards the album, to get more people to buy the album, which is kind of what singles are, 
then Four Little Diamonds is too rough for 1983 pop charts. And Stranger is too boring for the pop charts. It didn't do so bad on the, the light rock charts. Got to like number 33 or something on Billboard's adult contemporary light rock thing. But nobody pays attention to those charts except for the people who are programming. And at the time in Phoenix, it was only one light rock station. Right. Stranger to me is more of a blatant attempt to uh, be a hit than Four Little Diamonds was. Mm-hmm. Four Little Diamonds is, oh, let's try this again. Yeah. But uh, Stranger is, well, let's try to get an 80s radio hit. Let's try and compete with Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's try and compete with Air Supply. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's very obvious that that was it. Danger Ahead is, let's be Electric Light Orchestra. Let's be 1983 Electric Light Orchestra. This is how ELO is going right. to sound, or should sound, in the 80s. Here you go. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's got strings. It's got a very catchy tune. I, there's never been a time in my life when I didn't want to hear it. Many times in my life where I've thought, sweet Jesus, i got to hear Danger Ahead. And now that I've heard it, I definitely want to hear it more. And when Sensen didn't have the album before we started this, because I, I sent it to him as a birthday present like about a month or two before we got into Secret Messages because he didn't have it. So he has it now, and he's been listening, and he likes Danger Ahead. <laughs> and maybe he's making up on the, I don't know, 37 years of back rage that I've had about this being just ignored and not released as a single because it's freaking great. And every time I hear it, I'm like, why did you idiots not release this as a single? Whoever the guy is in charge of releasing singles at Jet in 1983, he should be fired or demoted back to the mailroom. I think he was after this album because uh, Jet ceased to be. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, I'm sure at this point, it's, what, 37 (laughs) years? It's a good bet he's either retired or dead. So that's my only problem with this song. It wasn't released as a single. It was ignored. It's a forgotten, hidden, great track on secret messages. And that's, I mean, unless you're a super fan, there's probably little chance that you know this song exists. And that's too damn bad, because it is a great friggin' song. Completely agree, and completely agree with everything you said. I think that's the end of my rant. I couldn't really find much information on this song, so that's why Lisa doesn't do the song facts, because it really isn't anything to say. Basically, uh, Andrew Whiteside says what I said, should have been released as a single. And Jeff Lynn gives He doesn't his, know how to spell rambunctious. And Jeff Lynn gives his deep, introspective description of, of the song, which is... Oh, I found this electronic widget that had some cool special effects, so I used them. Doesn't really tell us much about the song. Thank you. Got something to say about Danger Ahead? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? Whoa, 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 whoa! Beware! There's danger ahead. Yeah, right. The endless summer is dead. Stand back. What? Look out! There's danger ahead! Told him. Look out, there's danger 
some cash our way at patreon.com slash ELOPod. For $1 an episode, you can hear episodes a week before they post to the world. At the $2 per episode level, you get expanded episodes heard only on Patreon. Reviews from Don Fields, the Eric's Cover ELO cover songs, or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast at gmail.com. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> danger ahead. Oh my God. I had completely forgotten about this song. That's how long it's been since I've listened to Secret Messages all the way through. I gotta give my ELO albums a bit more of a spin, don't you think? Especially ones other than a new world record, discovery, etc. I really do love this song. It's another great ELO rocker with distortion guitars in the vein of Ma Mama Bell and Do Ya. Has a great almost kind of revved up rockabilly rhythm to it. In fact, it reminds me of a couple of songs that Jeff Lynn produced for Dave Edmonds, Information and especially Slipping Away. Now, I'm not accusing Jeff of recycling himself, no. But a record produced by Jeff Lynn doesn't sound like a record produced by anyone else. And it just so happens that Jeff Lynn was working on particularly the album that contains Slipping Away at the same time he was working on this album. And there's a bit of a similarity, well, not exactly the same melody, but Slipping Away is you walk down the street with your head held high, and danger ahead is you may dum 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 dum, and then it goes down, go down like that. So they're not in the same song, but there is a similarity there, and I just love it. And you can definitely see the direction that Jeff was moving in with Dave Edmonds, with the Everly Brothers, even with ELO. He was definitely thinking beyond ELO at this point, thinking ahead to the Traveling Wilburys. And by the way, this song would have been a great song for the Wilburys. It kind of reminds me of She's My Baby with the use of distortion. The Wilburys didn't use distortion guitars much, but they did in that song. And I think this would have been a good song for them to use, maybe with Jeff and Roy duetting on the lead vocals. But as I said, he was definitely thinking ahead, but at the same time still trying to produce some quality work for ELO. And he definitely did so on this song. Well, that's it for me. I'll talk to you next week. Hope you enjoyed discovering or rediscovering this song as much as I did. This has been a Thought from Troy. I got nothing for this one. He says time in it, so maybe that's a reference to the last album? Sounds a little ineffectual, doesn't it? Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I like the song a lot. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread 
spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 115, Letter from Spain.